Well, hello everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We are on week four and final episode of a little series called Thinking About Leadership. And what we're going to be thinking about today is trying to define publicly what exactly leadership is. Now, we looked in the first episode what leadership is not. And maybe you'll remember or want to go back and check out that episode. Leadership is not a dictator. In other words, someone who lords it over others. Leadership is not Mr. Promotion, one who sits in the office with all of the privileges. Leadership is not a servant to everyone who's afraid to ever challenge people. Leadership is not Mr. NASCAR, always trying to keep everyone happy. So what then is a biblical leader? I'm going to look at seven key verses. Just read them through. Each of these seven verses contains some action words that describe what a biblical leader does and is. So I'm going to read them together and then compile them at the end into a biblical definition of leadership. So first one, Numbers chapter 27, verses 16 and 17 says, May the Lord, the God who gives breath to all living things, appoint someone over this community to go out and come in before them, one who will lead them out and bring them in so that the Lord's people will not be like a sheep without a shepherd. Don't you like that? A leader who goes in front, goes in, I mean, goes out in front of them, comes in before them. Let's read Isaiah 55 and verse 4. It says, See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, like an example, a ruler and commander of the peoples. In the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 12, Paul wrote this, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Interesting summary of the two functions of a leader. Cares for you and admonishes or corrects you. 1 Timothy 5.17, it says the elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. Once again, they're two key primary functions, directing the affairs of the church and preaching and teaching. Hebrews 13 verse 7 says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Leader's job, spoke the word of God to you and lived a life that's imitatable. Hebrews 13 verse 17, it says, Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy and not a burden for that would be of no benefit to you. What do leaders do? They keep watch over you and give an account. And then 1 Peter 5, verses 1 to 3, To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's suffering, who will also share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. Remember, Peter got that right from Numbers. Go ahead of them. Lead them out. Lead them in so that they will be like sheep who have a shepherd. That's where Peter's drawing this from. Then he carries on. Watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be. Not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. So seven different passages. But when I pull out those key words and try and compile them into a little bit of a definition, I would say biblical leadership is this. A biblical leader is someone who goes ahead of God's people as an example. There's no getting away from it. Biblical leadership is about setting an example. Carries on. Their job is to serve God. Notice serving God, not people. We serve people by serving God, but it's God before people. Their job is to serve God through ruling, commanding, correcting, and directing the church. 
So there is that, extra, uh, that aspect of leadership where they're bringing in government to bring about God's order by caring for God's people through preaching, teaching, and speaking God's word to them as they lovingly watch over them. Let me read it in its entirety once again. A biblical leader is someone who goes ahead of God's people as an example. Their job is to serve God through ruling, commanding, correcting, and directing the church by caring for God's people through preaching, teaching, and speaking God's word to them as they lovingly watch over them. As I've put that little definition together by drawing from those seven verses, there's three things that immediately struck me. Firstly, is that biblical leadership is dynamic. Now, what I mean by that is you can't be a biblical leader and be stationary. Everything about biblical leadership is you follow Jesus and people follow you. In other words, you've got to lead them out. You've got to go ahead of them and go before them. You've got to be following Jesus, the great shepherd, if you want people to follow you. There's no such thing as a static biblical leader. We need to be growing, we need to be listening, and we need to be moving with the things of God. Second thing that strikes me is that biblical leaders need to be strong. Do you remember those words, commanding, ruling, admonishing, correcting? These are strong governmental words. In other words, to be a biblical leader is not for sissies. Actually, to be a biblical leader requires great courage. It requires speaking up. It requires stepping out. It requires not being popular at times. You can't be Mr. Nascar. To be a biblical leader requires strength. And then the third thing that stood out to me is that biblical leaders need to be tender. They primarily lead through speaking God's word. The main channel of leadership is how do we lead? We lead with God's word, preaching, teaching, speaking God's word in a way that people can receive. As you watch over the people, what do they need? To be fed, to be directed, to be admonished. The key way we lead is through God's word, tenderly speaking his word. And so those three things stood out to me. Biblical leaders, there's a dynamicness. Biblical leaders need a strength and biblical leaders need to be tender as they speak God's word in a way that feeds, directs and helps. So let me leave you with this final challenge from this little series. Have a look at those list of those verses once again. Those seven verses that highlight aspects of the doing, the functioning of biblical leaders. And then ask yourself, what caught your attention from these verses? If you had to choose one out of those seven verses that catches your attention, which one is it? How would you rate yourself according to this verse? In other words, are you doing it right now? Are you living that out? And then thirdly, what could you do to grow to live out this verse more? Let's think about leaders, learning to think like a leader so that we can live and act like leaders. So I hope this has been a helpful little series. We're going to stay in Dudley Daniel's manual, still in the first chapter. But I'm going to take you on a 10-part series now called 10 Questions Leaders Need to Ask Themselves. Each week we're going to look at a different question. So next week, question number one. I can't wait to chat to you again then. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership, where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.